Welcome to Community Convos, a podcast and radio program from LCC Connect with conversations about what's happening in Lansing and around mid-Michigan. Hey there, it is Dedalian back on the Convo once again, and with me in the studio today is Amy Hoyes, the Executive Director for the Grand Ledge Chamber of Commerce. 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 Grand Ledge Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for That's, having that me. That makes a lot more sense than a commerce, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. And sometimes people are like, what is a commerce? It's a whole bunch of businesses in a community. Is that what so a commerce is? Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. It's a whole a collective of businesses. And I mean, that was always my assumption, but I never was really sure. It is. It's a collective of all the businesses and to promote a local community. Economic development. Well, as the executive director, it's pretty important that you actually know that. So. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome. They to just the... gave me the title. I don't know. Six they just years gave, ago. They just handed they just out handed titles. They just it to me six years ago, and I'm just running with it. I just right. throw parties, Day. I really just throw parties. Oh, uh, is that what you do? That's what I do. All right. Anyway, welcome to the convo. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me to the convo. You are welcome. And why are you here today? You are here to talk about the Grand Ledge. Fall Festival. So um, so what's coming up? So what's coming up? Uh, October 7th, Saturday, October 7th. We have a very long day of lots of activities in Grand Ledge. So we have the Grand Ledge Fall Festival. Okay. And that's basically from 9 to 5 uh, p.m. And all along River Street uh, in Grand Ledge, from J.C. Park to Island Park, if you're familiar with Grand Ledge, we've got kids' activities, pony rides, pumpkins, bounce house, cotton candy, games, um, little petting zoo. With I met the goat, actually, from the petting zoo, and he kind of thinks he's a dog, but that's the whole other thing. Um, <laughs> what do you mean he thinks he's a dog? He just walks up to you and, like, you pet his face, and you just rub. I don't know. He just reminds me of a dog. He's just super friendly? It's super, super friendly, and the owner told me he thinks he's, he thinks he's a dog. Oh, uh, that's well, the owner walks around with him on a leash, too which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, that helps to make him think yeah. he's a dog. But anyway, I digress. You don't but normally do that with a goat. You don't normally do it, but I've never owned a goat, so I don't really know. So but <laughs> he's very cool. I just have a bunny rabbit and dogs. But um, but yeah, we have um, on River Street, we'll have crafters, okay. vendors, anywhere from you know jewelry and candles and woodworking and um, all kinds of, and there's some, some of our vendors have activities for kids as well. Okay. Um, so all along River Street, we have entertainment in the yeah. performance pavilion. Um, um, some different dance studios. Um, we have a magician that's coming this year um, on that Saturday. And then on the island, we'll have Civil War reenactors. They're going to do like a, a duel on the bridge. Oh, that'll um, be awesome. Yeah, that'll be cool. So, and then we have um, like some uh, corn shelling and apple pressing, some different things for the kids to do on the island. Um, and then in the evening, um, we have our beer fest. So it's oh, an right, all- right, right, right. Yep, yeah, so it's an all day thing. Um, but along with- um, the chamber doing the fall festival. We've also, we really try to promote other entities in the community to do something as well. So the library um, has a pre-eclipse party. There's, I think October 14th is a partial eclipse, I want to say. Okay. Um, so they've got MSU's mobile planetarium there that day. So they're going to do some stuff for kids that day. Um, I love your library crew. They, they, they do so many they things do, to they get do, like the kids in there and everything. And they do some really just fun stuff. They really, really do. And we really have been, have been partnering with them kind of since 2020. Um, just promoting what they're doing and cross-promoting stuff for families and children. Are they doing the Lego Palooza right now? I don't know. I can't remember if that was last month or the one one before. I know I talked to her from uh, the library and they were doing some Lego stuff. Yeah. And I'm always about Legos. Lego, yeah. I mean, everybody, every (laughs) age likes Legos. As long as you don't step on the pieces, but... Um, but yeah, so the library will have some stuff and then the, um, police department and the fire department are having a barbecue cook-off, okay. um, in, uh, Bridge Street Plaza. And we're also going to have some different vehicles. Cook-off is in there competing. 
Yes. It's barbecue to see who makes it better. We used to do it with music in the park. Oh, yeah. Caring Neighbor Day. Yeah. So we yeah. just moved it to this event. Um, that'll be in the plaza. And then they'll have some military vehicles, police, fire, you know, for kids to kind of look and look around at the different vehicles. Sure. Um, there are going to be some Michigan history encounter um, history people kind of down the street a little bit on Lincoln Street. Um, one of the churches will have a craft show. Uh, the Masonic Temple will have a craft show. So mm. there's just a lot of different things kind of going on um, around town, you know, all day. So okay. Obviously, the Beer Fest is going to cost you something to get in yes. there. Yes. So everything's free except the Beer Fest is a okay. ticketed event. So okay. three to eight. Uh, PFC is our big sponsor for the glasses. Um, you pay 30 bucks and you get a tasting glass. Um, they're really cool this year. Um, and then you get 10 drink tickets. So okay. this year, day we have hit our... Um, we have 23 breweries coming this year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. we had 17. It's actually grown quite a bit since it's uh, grown. the first year. You, you yeah. Did so we it, did I it for, yeah. I think we had 10 and 15, 17. This year we have 23. So um, we have 23 breweries coming to the field. And if 30 bucks gets you a glass, 10 drink tickets to go around and, and taste whatever you want to taste. And then you can buy more drink tickets as well. You know, I'm a fan of music. Is there going to be any music anywhere around? Well, our good buddy, Sean Van Steelen is going to be DJing the beer fest. Okay. Um, and then, so of course, you know, people will be dancing, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have on the stage during the day, during the fall fest, like School of Rock is playing. Oh, cool. They're going to be there a little bit. The Magician will be there. And then we have a couple different dance um, groups. The Grand Ledge Palm is going to perform. So some entertainment during the Fall Fest on one side. And then in the evening, we'll have um, music on the baseball field during the Beer Fest. Well, so sounds be like a lot of fun. It will be, and we'll have food trucks. We'll have food trucks and different food. And so it's just a fun fall day. Yeah, yep. exactly. And you said uh, off, off mic, we were talking a little bit about it. And this is kind of an extension of what you used to do, which was the color cruise. The color Island. cruise. Yeah. yeah. I think that went on. That started before my time. I want to say it went on for, I think, 40 years. Um, and in 2020, um, you know, the world turned upside down, the world down. turned upside down <laughs> and we were able to still do a fall festival. Um, but we spaced it out. I think we spaced them out like three parking spaces. So we started this in 2020, 20, 2020, it, was it 2020? It was, okay. it was because we had gotten approval to do our market on the grand cause it was an essential service to have a market. So I went to the city and said, can we do a market, but on steroids and have it, have it in the fall <laughs> kind of spaced because, out. Yeah. yeah because yeah. people were at home doing making things and sure, pottery and sure. painting things and so it really took off and i think we had like 70 vendors and then the next year it double like it just keeps it just keeps growing so um we just keep adding on to it so um people really liked it the first year and wanted to sign up so i thought you know what let's just keep going and unfortunately um you know we don't have the riverboat back so we can't call it color cruise anymore um so we just have kept going with fall festival and adding cool. different elements to yeah, it so done yeah it for a few years now yeah again it's october 7th 9 a.m to 5 p.m essentially correct yeah yep grandledgechamber.com you probably got information there at the website correct? we do yeah. everything's on our website you can go there and you can just view everything that's that's going to be going on. Did we hit all the who, what, where, when, and why? I do believe that we did. I, you know, I think yeah, you might want to, because it, it's kind of a, you, you said J.C. Park, but not a lot of people are familiar with it. What, okay. what what would be a good way to kind of, dis I mean, obviously you can look it up on your phone these days. Well, it, the actual address is 525 East River Street. There you go. That's helpful. So um, J.C. Park, but you can actually go on the Chamber's website, grandledgechamber.com. It'll list the address, but 525 East River Street is a good starting point for your GPS. Um, and River Street is just one long street. 
one end is JC Park, yeah. the other end is yeah. Island Park. Yeah. So very cool. Amy Hoy is the executive director for the Grand Ledge Chamber of Commerce. Thanks so much for coming in and talking with me. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Community Combos, a program from LCC Connect with conversations about what's happening in our community. To listen to this episode on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org or find us on your favorite podcast platform. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on Community Combos, email us lcc-connect at lcc.edu. And thanks for joining the combo. Featuring the faculty, staff, students, and others that help to make Lansing's premier college what it is today. LCC Connect, Mid-Michigan's connection to Lansing Community College. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. K-12 Operations at Lansing Community College is a proud collaborator of the Lansing Promise Scholarship, offering graduating high school seniors who live within the Lansing School District and attend a high school within district boundaries an opportunity to attend LCC. The scholarship offers 65 credits over the course of four years from high school graduation. For more information on the Lansing Promise Scholarship at LCC, please visit lcc.edu hope. What does the chicken say? Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, when the wolf? Oh, a wolf. Uh, uh, ooh! What about the tiny dog? <coughs> Cat. Aww. Ow! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dolphin? <coughs> what does the turkey say? Whale. Whale, so. To the giraffe. Giraffe, really? Okay. Giraffe. 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 You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Jim Owens. Coming soon to LCC Connect is a new show called Headroom, where we talk about all things essential to mental health and well-being. To find out more, visit lccconnect.org. The Lansing Community College Foundation provides scholarships that make education possible, change students' lives, and uplift our community. The foundation annually accepts scholarship applications from November through January. Learn more at lcc.edu scholarships. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. This is Time Signatures with Jim Irvin, a podcast and radio program presented by the Capital Area Blues Society in Lansing, Michigan. Most any contemporary musical style can trace its roots back to the blues. 
Time Signatures explores the blues and its musical connections with captivating interviews, lively discussions, and news from the world of the blues. And now, here he is, your host, Jim Irvin. Baby, I'm home. And baby, I am home. I'm actually recording from my home in Mason, Michigan. And we're taking a nice little road trip uh, all the way out to uh, the Hudson Valley of uh, the state of New York. And my guest today is a guy that I'm really excited to talk to because I want to learn a little bit more about his music. He's uh, very popular in New York City, started playing at the age of 10 years old, inspired by his highly musical family. Gideon King, it is a pleasure to have you on Time Signatures. How are you, sir? I'm doing great and uh, appreciative that you're taking the time to, to chat with me. Well, you know, I'm always looking for people that, you know, can bring me something that's related to the blues in some form or fashion, because that's what Time Signatures is basically about. And having been exposed to some of your music and some of your video, um, I, I love the mix, the Steely Dan, the Earth, Wind & Fire, John Mayer, Stevie Wonder. I mean, it's all kind of just a, a blended, well, as, as I was reading here, a unique variety of fusion pop. And... Um, <laughs> You really, you truly do defy any specific genre, don't you? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, for me, that th this was sort of born out of like an inner conflict when I was a little kid, where mm -hmm. you know, my brother, my brother was a prodigy piano player, playing McCoy Tyner and and Bill Evans and and Straight Ahead and modern jazz, and my sisters were listening to everything from Jimi Hendrix to you know Richie Havens to Neil Young to Stevie Ray Vaughan, and then my parents, of course, were from another generation and talking about classical music and how that was the only oh, real yeah. music. And so and so when I encountered actually the blues too, but when I encountered Steely Dan. And Pat Metheny and John Schofield, who of course is one of my best friends, first of all, and also and who I've you know recorded music with, um, but uh, also a wonderful jazz and blues guitar player. Um, you know, when I realized that it was sort of possible to mix a lot of different ingredients into the salad, is when I sort of felt you know psychologically freed um, from having to bind myself to any specific genre, and mm -hmm. that's why you know I, that's why my music really is sort of funk, jazz, rock, whatever. You even even has classical elements to it at times. You do, um, yeah. and for sure, there's a ton of blues uh, hidden in there, and sometimes <laughs> not so hidden. So you know, I'm a, I'm a real product of of different influences, and um, and you know, I like it that way. I want to keep it that way. Well, it's kind of cool because when I was listening to uh, the links that that John sent me from you, uh, of course, you've got your release. We're going to be talking about that here in a few minutes. Uh, you've got your single that was just released, Turn Off the Sky. I really enjoyed the mix. But I want to I want to talk about your earliest memories of music. What were the earliest memories and what point did you absolutely know that you were destined to be a professional musician? When I was like about six, my brother, I would go to sleep in New York City uh, with my head against a pretty shabbily constructed sheetrock wall. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that wall was my brother's upright Baldwin piano. Mm. And Johnny, my brother, was pounding the holy sh out of that piano 24 <laughs> seven. And he was playing Bobby Timmons and, 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 and he was playing Hank Mobley and, and Charlie Parker lines and, and, and Fats Waller and Earl Hines and, 
and 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 Joplin. And so from a very young age, I had this kind of musical blood transfusion of a kind of atypical approach to music, which is jazz by most people's standards, atypical, and uh, is really wonderful because all these colors, musical colors, were being pumped into my head by my brother improvisationally, blues-wise, uh, jazz-wise. I don't know that I knew that I would ultimately be a professional musician, um, but I knew then that I had met at least one of my true loves. And um, and it was it was the, it was the, it was that mixture of, mm -hmm. of math and spirit that is music, and so I, I just knew it. I could feel the math coming through the walls, the the triads, the the the, the harmonies, the, the the altered scale. The man, we could we could go on forever. But I also <laughs> felt the spirit. I felt the piano, you know, rattling against the wall, and then the intensity of my brother. And my brother was an amazing, amazing musician, and you know, really introduced me the open architecture of music and that incredible blend of complexity and yet spirit and soul and man i just you know i just fell in love with it then and then started doodling around on guitar after that playing little chromaticisms um learning Jimi hendrix stuff learning a little Neil sure. young stuff and and you know robert cray or whoever you know whatever and and you know you know and, and started with basics you know pentatonic shapes and things like that and then and then branched out to jazz and, and fingerstyle and even a little classical and all kinds of stuff so that was when i really knew at a young age that I, I had found one of my true loves, just as what, just as I knew, you know, the first few times I played basketball that I loved basketball, but that I kind of stunk at it. Um, and <laughs> so like, I still, I still play. Okay. Sure. But like, you know, but you won't see me, you won't see me playing any, uh, you know, playing any NBA basketball anytime soon. Right on. Um, now you formed Gideon King in the city blog back in 2015, and according to the yeah, notes right here, you, you quickly wrote and released the first CD entitled City Blog, which was a studio project. Talk about yeah. that process, man. That must have been that must have been kind of a release for you, was it not? It was. And I had been, you know, I took time off from music because I worked to try and make some money and 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 and, and sort of sustain myself and and uh and and get civilized. Um, but you know, um yeah, I mean, that project was the first earnest, some somewhat awkward at times, well done, but also sort of meandering and sloppy mm -hmm. expression of what I really wanted to be, which was a person, a lot like Donald Fagan from Steely Dan, to be honest, sure. who wrote who wrote lots of songs which would appeal to pop and jazz and classical musicians alike. And then I would bring in the best musical athletes to come and, and execute those songs who are nice people and unbelievable musicians. And so that's what that was. I wrote all these songs staying up till three in the morning every night for two years. And, um, and then called in almost, it was almost like a hyperbolic exaggerated example of what, I envisioned in the sense of, you know, I, I called everybody in uh, on those albums and, and we, listen, those first couple albums had amazing musicians on them. I mean, just, just household names and jazz. Sure. So like, uh, you know, incredible musicians. Um, and that, that helped the product and hurt the product in some ways. And so, um, yeah, that's what it was. It was, it was this bursting at the seams of this vision that I had to create a more modern day collective centered on just a guy or a few people that write 
music again hate to do this but again a lot like steely dan yeah well they, no that's okay and and you know i so many musicians that i speak to talk about the early you know their early attempts at uh, coming up mm. with their own music and and forging their own style and of course uh, you know, everybody's got to find their own voice, but you really seem like you like you were on your way with this. And uh, following City Blog, you came out with a couple more CDs, Upscale Madhouse in 2018, Lady of a Thousand yep, yep. Stories, and Audience of One in 2019. But I, I wanted to to talk about Love Not a bit because that was in 2020, and it looked like yeah. you were you were on a hell of a roll. But then COVID hit. Um, how yeah. did that affect you yeah. on a personal level, especially knowing the background that we've got already? And how did you deal with the shutdown? You know what? I was disgusted by it. Let me, let me, you know, I don't want to be sort of political. No, you're okay. Show about politics. But, but let me be honest. I was disgusted by the shutdown. I think we overreacted as a society. Don't get me wrong. I'm incredibly sympathetic to anybody who suffered from COVID. I had COVID a couple of times, but I'm incredibly sympathetic to anybody who did suffer from COVID and God knows anybody who, who, who died or perished from, from COVID. Sure. But I do think we overreacted and we visited this incredible pain economically and sociologically on our society by shutting everything down and and it increased so many negative things homelessness and joblessness and it it i don't know that america has recovered so i had kind of a a counter covid reaction where i said well great if everything's shutting down then i'm going to make as much music with as many musicians as possible so yes i released love not which parenthetically kind of just reflects my true love of duets okay um i love duets like 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 i'm a sucker for like you know probably all your listeners are going to shut the show off right now but <laughs> i'm like a, a sucker for like andy gibb and barbara streisand duets guilty and 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 you know cheryl crow and kid rock and fred astaire duets so that that song love not reflected my love and respect for duets and just the the, the kind of earnest elemental connection that duets represent in music two people sort of talking to each other through music and singing lyrics together i love the energy of duets so i wrote that but yeah getting back to covid i thought covid was an incredible opportunity given that there were no gigs and everything was shut down to get musicians up to my studio and sit in that studio together and create as much music as humanly possible so we pumped out a tune a month almost, uh, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm talking soup to nuts, writing, sure. producing, finishing, mixing, math, and we made and sometimes more than that. And so we 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 still have a backlog of I don't know 10, 15 tunes wow. that are waiting to come out from that from that period that will just continue to come out. And I thought it was an incredible opportunity. And I was also just sort of like, man, let's 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 do something productive and create something uh, instead of just sitting in our sweatpants watching you know sean hannity tell rachel maddow she's a jerk and watching rachel maddow tell sean hannity he's a jerk and <laughs> and, and everybody fighting over covid let's just ignore this non-scientific garbage chatter and just get in and and try and do something intelligent and creative and i you know what it was fun and 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 it was exciting and and it was great for our band it really solidified our band members and made gkcb go from getting king and city blog go from a really widespread collective of musicians to a more focused group of people that really form our band. So I listen, COVID was horrible and I wouldn't want the United States to go through that again. No. But in trying in trying to get lemon lemonade out of lemons, that that's what we did. 
you know, you're you're killing my questions here because you're just walking right through and you're hitting all the high points. Oh, and that's sorry, no, no, no. There's sorry. nothing nothing wrong with that at all. I've you know, like I said, I've done my homework. But um, as a person who is, um, I'm I'm very much an extrovert. Love meeting people. Love talking to people. Um, I've been home working for three and a half years now. I'm still very extroverted, but I'm I'm a, a little less so than I was. Um, right. So that so that did affect me on that level. But it sounds like all it really did for you is just generate the get the the engine going more. Did it not? It truly did, and it was a chance for people to stop and freeze for a year or two mm-hmm. and reflect and create. Um, and, you know, as I wrote in my song, Dealing, I mean, you, you could sit around and just sort of drink and fall apart. Um, or you could really say, like, wait, this is a chance for my brain to truly have the time to produce and to reflect. And there's no excuse. But if you're a carpenter, you should be coming up with some new cabinets. If you're a, you know, I don't I, you know, if you're a surfer, you know, wax your, you know, wax your surfboard. If you're if you're a if you're a songwriter, get some songs done, you know, because you have the time. And, you know, also, I was really excited to give all these musicians who weren't playing gigs work. And it was it was nice to just sort of get together, everybody, and give a lot of musicians work during a period where there wasn't any work. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it really did start our engines, and it, it allowed us to march toward the goal for me of what I think it is to be a musician, which is you should have a long catalog of music, which people or large catalog of music which people can dive into mm-hmm. right I don't, i'm not an instagram musician right like you're like i don't want to be cool on instagram i want to you know when we get off the phone sure. if you're so inclined i want you to say hey i'm going to spend two hours on spotify listening to this band and so you know but that for me is is what it is to to be a band um to have a big catalog and so you know um yeah you're absolutely right covid covid uh, revved up that engine for for damn sure Absolutely. You are listening to Time Signatures with Jim Irvin. My guest today is Gideon King. His group is Gideon King and City Blog. And uh, we are having a wonderful discussion with him today, talking about his music, his influences, and the ties to the blues. Um, Gideon, I have to ask you, what do you feel is the best song you've written and released, or maybe have not released yet, and why? Oh, man. (laughs) One song. One can you song. can you pick just one? You know, here's the thing. you you might as well have a mother uh, on your show and ask her which of her kids is her favorite kid. Um, it's really that's like fair. it's that's hard for me. But if um, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the question, and I'm gonna say Splinters, the long the extended version of Splinters, which may or may not be on Spotify yet, because it blends so many of the things that I love music about music, Pat Metheny style, sure. voice textures, uh, lyrics, chords, a funk groove, almost like something you'd hear from a John Schofield album or a Steely Dan album. Um, so that's the one I'm most musically proud of. The one that may be the most beautiful expression, crazy enough, isn't released yet. Um, and it's a version, almost a Radiohead-like version of the old show tune, as insane as that sounds, uh, send in the clowns. 
and we 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 put it like a almost a like a sort of odd meter funk beat on that. Sure. And Caleb Hollier delivered this incredible vocal. But dude, I also love dealing and winter soldier and love not and we got so much music out there what you're gonna do so uh, those are all close those are all close seconds but but every once in a while you get in the studio gym and what you actually envisioned actually happens and you feel like it it was uncompromisingly what you envisioned and then splinters was that to be honest yeah, and I, and I want to kind of springboard into that if I can for just a minute because uh, Splinters, uh, the EP is going to be released. Talk a little bit about that uh, about that effort and and what you've got uh, in the EP. If there's anything that stands out to you that you really really want to yeah. talk about, let's hear about it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's five songs, um, one cover which we just released, which is an old Keen cover called "Somewhere Only We Know," which is a wonderful tune. And there's some there's some funk in there. There's some fusion. There's some straight out pop. Oh wait, it's six songs. We did add one. I apologize. Okay. And I think it's the most I think it's the most excellently recorded and produced stuff we have done. It's a little more pop than usual, although there's definitely some fusion in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, turn off the sky is part of that EP that got good reception with editorial playlists on Spotify. So that was really cool. Um, and so just really feel that the band came together, collaborated and produced something that is a reflection of all the different sort of cross currents in this band and, um, love the lyric, proud of the lyrics, proud of the, proud of the songs and really happy with, with the production. Listen, I guess Jim, every artist says, Oh, geez, this is the best. This is our best work yet. Right? Like, what am I going to say to you? This is the worst we ever put out. No, but Hey, I'm going to say it too. I think this is the best work we've done. Well, I think that, you know, listening to, cause I have spent some time listening to the EP. I, yeah. I think you're spot on with the, uh, the pop. Uh, there's quite a bit of a flavor of pop in it. Um, but I like the, it's hard for me to explain. It's like a free spirit, just a really good time when you're listening to this EP. It, it's hard not yeah, to I smile mean, and have a good time when you're listening to it. Yeah. I mean, what's cool about my band is that if you talk to my piano player, this guy loves pop music. He can mm-hmm. play the heck out of the blues. He is a good jazz musician and he's also a wonderful classical musician. So all I need to do is sort of like take the match to the, the fire pit and just throw it in. And between all these musicians like my drummer, Jake and Christian, we have two drummers, really. We play with percussion and drums. Uh-huh. You know, these are all such, they're such skilled musicians that once you just, you, you get the spark going, you the, the the varied musical influences in the band leach to the surface. And I, and I will, not that I'm being critical of other people, but, Sometimes you meet people, right? And they say, you say, well, what are your influences? And they say, oh, you know, I'm really influenced by this, that, the other thing, A, B, C, D, E, F. But, you know, when you really get to know them, they don't really know that much about different types of music. And, you know, people love to say, because it sounds kind of hip and varied and diverse to say, well, my stuff is influenced by by soul, pop, classical music. This, But here's the thing. In this band, it really is. It That's- really is. It. It, it it's the real thing. My bass player is a great straight ahead jazz bass player. He's also a ridiculous funk bass player. Loves the blues. I love the blues. I was up till three fifteen a.m. last night playing blues in twelve keys. Like just so. So, I guess what I would say is, 
this this EP it is a good time if you consider a good time drawing from these different musical worlds. Because man, I love Stevie Ray, and and, right and you know, and and Wayne Krantz as much as I love Bach, and I, as much as I love Neil Young, as much as I love Dave Mason's album, as much as I love um you know Kingfish, like like meaning. I really love all this stuff and I listen sure. to it all. So I love Adele, man. I love Adele. Right. So like, you know, it, it, maybe it's not cool to say, you know, you love Miley Cyrus if you, you know, if you're supposed <laughs> to be a serious musician, but, I, but you know what? Her song Jaded's a great freaking song. Uh-huh. So like, I, I, I love all this stuff and it all draws from these, these, these elemental things that have been around since, you know, I don't know, 1100 BC. So, and I think truly that unlike many, we are differentiated in that we really are drawing from a ridiculously diverse pool of musical languages, if, if you want to say it that way. Absolutely. And I, I have to tell you, I'm having a blast sitting here because you and I, I can tell musically our kindred spirits because I'm, I'm sure we are. I'm sitting here smiling as you're talking about this big blend of music that you enjoy and listen to. And a lot of my friends are like, no, 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 I like the classic rock, man. Screw the blues and this and that. No, I I, I get into a, a, a point or get into a mood or get into whatever you want to call it where I got to yeah, have my course. blues or I got to have my classic rock or I got to yeah. have my country. Yeah. Or like you said, yeah. even classical. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, and then the thing is, your show is somewhat centered around the blues. And, uh, you know, we are. If you have time, I, I mean, I can. I can express what I think is so wonderful about the blues to you. If you're by all, by all means, sure. I, I mean, the thing is, if you sit down, even if you just turn on a cheesy backing track on, you know, you just Google, you know, blues and B flat backing track. So you have something to play over while you're, you know, with your guitar. Here's the thing about blues. First of all, when people say blues, they think of BB King. They think of Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray, but it's so much deeper than that. And there's jazz blues, which it just can be conceptualized as a series of two, five ones. But even if you just take the core one chord of a blues, say you're an A and you're playing over, you know, a dominant, like there are 50 billion ways that you can play over that a dominant man. Mm-hmm. You can play altered. You can do diminished stuff. You can play all the triads inside the mixolydian scale. You can play all the triads inside the diminished scale, which is associated with a dominant. You could, and you can come up with patterns. And so like, when I think of the blues, I think of course of, you know, little BB King, but I also think of this exploding mathematical world just over the one chord and then substituting, you know, imagining all the chords and all the crazy stuff that can happen while going to the four chord, modulating to three keys, you know, cycling through three keys as you get to the four chord D, D dominant. And so when I think of the blues, I don't just think of, you know, Chuck Berry or, or Mm -hmm. King or, or the, or the big obvious names. What I think of is this ever expanding harmonic, uh, explosion, frankly, of of ideas that, to be honest with you, Stevie Ray or or Jimmy or or whoever didn't even exploit, and and and, and that's why I would always encourage your listeners or anybody to 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 sit one day in a in a room and close your door and listen to John Schofield play, because in many ways he's one of the bluesiest son of a guns who's who's ever played guitar, and 
I think he's the greatest blues guitarist who's ever lived. Okay. Wow. And, and that's because he not only is soulful and he not only can play the sh out of simple soulful blues when he's on the stage with government Yule or, or John Mayer or whoever, or, you know, whoever he's touring with Phil Lesh, but he also can blow through the chord changes like a bebop player and mix the two and exploit the blues for what it really is, which is an unbelievably rich harmonic bedrock for doing all kinds of stuff. When people say to me, I love the blues, I'm like, oh, cool, who do you love? And I just wait for them to rattle off the five big names. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and I think to myself, what, well, man, if you could just like listen to a little Cannonball Adderley or, or, or just listen to Herbie Hancock play the blues in 1983 or Michael Brecker. And then I think like, this blue structure is one of the most rich, sure. I don't even know what to call it. It's, just, it's, it's an endless vehicle for exploration. E even if it's just a four bar blues, uh, I mean, one day we'll do another podcast and I'll just, you know, I'll play and we'll, we'll just talk about all the crazy things that can happen harmonically. And man, for me, that's what the blues is. It's this wide open place to roam. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break right here. My guest is Gideon King of Gideon King and City Blog. And if you have enjoyed the conversation half as much as I have, I've got good news for you. We're going to continue the discussion in our next episode. For now, thank you for listening. And until next time, let's keep on keeping the blues alive. This has been Time Signatures with Jim Irvin, presented by the Capital Area Blues Society in Lansing, Michigan. For more information on cabs, visit capitalareablues.org. You can find this episode and past episodes at lccconnect.org. The Time Signatures theme song, Michigan Roads, is used by permission and was written by Root Doctor, featuring Freddie Cunningham. Until next time, keep on keeping the blues alive. Baby, I'm keep connected with LCC Connect at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Coming in October to the Black Box Theater, Lansing Community College presents Isaac's Eye by Lucas Nath. This play tells the story of a young Isaac Newton exploring his dreams and longings and what drove this rural farm boy to become one of the greatest thinkers in modern science. Performances October 6th through the 14th. For more information, visit lcc.edu slash showinfo. What does Title IX mean? It means I'm valued, I'm empowered, I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Michigan high school sports. This message presented by the MHSAA and the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, I'm Greg Laddick, and I host a show called Stars on Sports with Assistant Athletic Director Stephen Cutter here on LCC Connect. It's all about Lansing Community College Athletic Department. You can always find out more about Stars on Sports and listen on demand at lccconnect.org. Lansing Community College's Fresh Start program forgives outstanding student balances, allowing students to re-enroll without penalty. 
Fresh Start does not apply to student loan creditors. Learn more at lcc.edu slash fresh start. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Welcome to Community Combos, a podcast and radio program from LCC Connect with conversations about what's happening in Lansing and around mid-Michigan. This is Dudalian back on the combo once again, and joining me in the studio today is Adriana Lopez Ellis and Elena Herrera. Did I get it right? You did. I did. Elena, I appreciate you coming in to talk with us a little bit about what is coming up, as I understand it, at the Lansing Mall, right? Yes, it is. And what exactly is this? It's the Latino Business Expo. So we are trying to highlight Latino-owned businesses. Um, and what better time to do it, you know, than right now? Right, Hispanic Heritage Month going on, and and that starts mid September all the way through mid October, right? September fifteenth through October fifteenth. Yes. Okay, so somebody uh, stops in. What exactly can they expect to see here as far as businesses go? Let's start there. We have a variety of vendors um, that are going to be attending from food to retail. We have business services for um, insurance, tax services, and we have a lawyer out of, is it Detroit? Yeah, it's an attorney uh, firm Yep, yeah. out of Detroit. For... Who is Spanish speaking, yes. so that's awesome. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of everything, just celebrating all of these Latino-owned businesses, and it's going to be a good variety. And it sounds like it's really family friendly. And that's why I said, you know, the, the businesses, of course, but there's other stuff that you guys have got going on here. And this is really cool. What else can people expect? So we're going to have cultural performances, a bounce house, um, face painting for the kids. Um, you know, when you think of anything Hispanic, Latino, like it's very family. You're thinking family, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but like tight knit things. So we wanted to attract something that, you know, is family friendly for the kids and obviously for the people so that they can get more exposure to the resources that we have right here local. Okay, very cool. And, and I assume like the face painting with a little bit of a Hispanic uh, flavor to it, uh, you know, when you go to do this or no? You no, know, that's a good idea. <laughs> we'll reach out to our face painter and you know. See if you can make a little bit of that happen. Yeah, for sure. So this is happening Saturday, October 7th. What time can people stop out and see this? Uh, so it's going to be for the hours 12 to 7 um, p.m. So we're going to start right at noon. Um, so, yeah, we hope to see, you know, everybody there. Okay. And uh, what exactly has got you to inspired to do this each and every year? Because this is not the first year, right? This is it the is. first year. Oh, this year. is the first it year. It will be, yeah. But we definitely are already planning for next year and what we're going to be doing. So. Cool. So you're getting a great reaction for this and, yeah. and, and a good expectation. Mm-hmm. So what got you inspired to do it this year then? I think, you know, speaking for myself, um, and I, I'm sure you can, you know, attest to that is that, you know, our, our Hispanic heritage, mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been very, very uh, interested in learning about my culture. I grew up um, uh, with immigrant parents from Mexico. So mm-hmm. being bilingual um, just kind of opened doors for me that I didn't really think that I was a part of before. Um, so, you know, new opportunities and at least that's what flourished my business. And now I'm in real estate. And again, a lot of my clientele is Spanish speaking. Very good. Elena, you uh, want to echo that sentiment or you yeah, got something more to yeah, add to that? A little bit more. Um, I work with a lot of small businesses, not just in the Latino com- community, but just small businesses in general. I have a uh, bookkeeping business, Ledger Ally, and that's where my passion lies in is working with these small businesses, helping them grow and connecting them with resources that will make their business flourish. And um, 
as when I was younger, my dad has a wholesale business and just watching him day and night put in all the work and effort. That's kind of what inspired me to want to work and help those small business owners because it is a lot. And so that's where my passion definitely lies with is all those small business owners. <laughs> Very cool. And, you, and I struck out with the, uh, the the face painting, but I assume the dance performances, we can expect something of, of Hispanic heritage, right? Oh, for sure. Um, we're going to have Ballet Maria Luz. Mm-hmm. That's that's the name, right? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. She no. was actually um, a former dancer. For, okay. For them. Yep. All right. If somebody wanted to get more info, how do they do that? They can follow us on Facebook at 517 Latino Business Expo. And we actually have our contact information on there as well. So the main organizers are me, St. Paul Benavides, Elena Herrera. Um, they can contact any of us too. Very good. And was there any other info we wanted to get out there before we uh, wrap this up? Come and support. Lansing Latino Business Expo. This sounds like a really cool event, and I appreciate you guys coming in to talk about it. Again, Saturday, October 7th is when it happens, uh, 12 p.m. to 7 p.m., and that is going to be at the Lansing Mall. Adriana, Lana. Thank you. You've been listening to Community Combos, a program from LCC Connect with conversations about what's happening in our community. To listen to this episode on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org or find us on your favorite podcast platform. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on Community Combos, email us lcc-connect at lcc.edu. And thanks for joining the combo. Featuring the staff, faculty, students, and others that help to make Lansing's premier college what it is today. You're listening to LCC Connect. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Coming in October to the Black Box Theater, Lansing Community College presents Isaac's Eye by Lucas Nath. This play tells the story of a young Isaac Newton exploring his dreams and longings and what drove this rural farm boy to become one of the greatest thinkers in modern science. Performances October 6th through the 14th. For more information, visit lcc.edu slash showinfo. Hey everyone, this is Jim Owens. Coming soon to LCC Connect is a new show called Headroom, where we talk about all things essential to mental health and well-being. To find out more, visit lccconnect.org. Look through your children's eyes and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet, the sound of birds calling out for attention. And they see you, their fearless guide to this fascinating forest world. You are the hero in this book. This is a memory being made. This is what they will laugh about years from now. These are the roots, grounding and nourishing them. 
Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Michigan residents aged 25 or older may qualify for Michigan Reconnect, a program providing free or reduced tuition to students who have not earned a prior college degree. Reconnect students are responsible for books and fees. Visit lcc.edu reconnect for more information. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Welcome to The Success Scenario. I'm your host, Dustin Abrego. On The Success Scenario, we meet and hear from current LCC students, people that have faced adversity, why they chose LCC, and how they turned their situation into a successful one. I'm here with my guest today. Shalay Barker, how are you doing? Oh, great, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you again for having me on your show. Yeah, for sure. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You're currently an LCC student, right? Yes, I'm a Lansing Community College student, and I just completed my Certificate of Achievement in Human Services of May 2022 of this year. And I'm currently taking some part-time classes. I'm taking marriage and family, social psychology, and I'm also transferring to Siena Heights University to complete my Bachelor's of Arts in Community Human Services. And, um, you know, long-termly, I would like to be an advocate for children and the youth, and I would love to work for Child Protective Services, CPS. That's huge. Congratulations on your certificate. Trying to do all of that is not easy. No, um, it's not. You're not just a student, correct? Like you have, like most students, you have a lot of other stuff going on. Talk yeah. to us about that. Yes, sir. I'm a single mother of one. Okay? okay. I currently have a daughter. She's in college as well, too. And I try to teach her values. I, I You're going to face challenges. You're mm-hmm. going to have adversities, but you don't want to wonder what would have been, what could have mm-hmm. been, and what should have been if you're not a try. Mm-hmm. Because I don't believe in failure. Mm-hmm. You only a failure when you give up. Mm. Why'd you choose to come back? Because I was, you know, I want to, I want to start a career, Mm -hmm. you know, because like I told you earlier, human services was not my first choice. I said that after my daughter graduated from high school, I was going to go back to college. Now, mind you, I have an associate's degree from 2016 Mm -hmm. and I decided to put my stuff on hold to take care of my daughter And I said, when she graduated, I was going to go back. But see, however, human services wasn't my first choice. I wanted to be a fitness instructor and specialize in aerobics. But I'm glad I chose this field of study. And looking back at it, I feel like I made a wise choice because I do want to help people. That's a big shift. Why'd you go from working out, trying to be active all the time, making assumptions, right, of like what you wanted to do for that into being like, yeah, I kind of want to sit in a chair then and just talk to people and help people out instead of being that. That's a pretty big shift. What mm-hmm. was that for you? Because, you know, children have a voice. Mm-hmm. Youth have a voice. And sometimes I don't feel like they're heard enough. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I chose this field, because I feel like I can get through the kids. You know, my goal is to teach them that life is, is not a game. It's not about cell phones. It's not about electronics. I want children to be able to express themselves for freely with respect. Mm-hmm. That way they can show the world that just because I'm a kid, that doesn't mean that I don't have hopes, dreams, and goals and feelings too. 
How did you come up with that? Like, is that something that was instilled in you when you were raised or like your environment? And then like, how have you then passed it on to, I'm assuming your daughter, you know, if you want to do this as a career, you've probably been an advocate in that way as a parent as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I teach my daughter that it's, I, I tell her, if you don't stand up for what you believe in, then mm-hmm. you will fall for anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every kid should have that value instilled because sometimes I just feel like parents, especially mothers, try to be their kids as friend. And mm-hmm. that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. You are a parent first. Mm-hmm. Listen to your kids so they don't depart from you. Mm-hmm. And was that something that like you were raised with or like you developed into like this is an important value and core to who I am? A little bit of both, you know, because I come from a two-person's household, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, just because you come from a two-person's household don't mean it's a healthy house. Now, I I raise my baby by myself, and I teach her values. Mm -hmm. You know, she wants to be a PA. That's huge. I said, okay, if this is what you want to do, then you take the necessary precautions, keep your head in the books, and stay out Mm -hmm. of trouble. Mm -hmm. So... Full-time mom, right? That never stops, always being full-time mom. Yeah. Um, and then trying to be full-time student as well. How did you prioritize yourself as a student while still trying to be a mom? Like, what was that shift or, like, what things did you use that really ended up helping you in the long term? Like I said before, I pray a lot. Mm-hmm. I meditate. I pace myself. Mm-hmm. Because you have to. You have to balance out motherhood, workhood, and schoolhood. Didn't say it was easy, but I managed to get it done. Mm-hmm. Is it maybe a little weird for you, you and your daughter being in college classes at the same time? Like, you're probably not in the same class. I don't even know if you go to the same school. Or no, anything, uh-uh. I wouldn't say that it's weird, but it makes me feel good because I felt like I was a guiding force for her. Mm. If she see mama doing the right thing, mm. there's a saying, good parents, good kids. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to always have that one little child within every family. You have to throw water on them mm-hmm. for them to wake up and smell the coffee. Mm-hmm. But that's everywhere you go. But I say, do right as a parent. Your kids will do right. Mm-hmm. That was me. I didn't figure it out until I was 25. That's for sure. <laughs> it took me a minute for 100%. Yeah. Um, so you've got this point now where you have your certificate. You're going to be going for your bachelor's now. What would you tell first semester you knowing what you know now? Like, what are the things that you're like, oh, yeah, I wish I would have known that now. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. I, I learned that the healthcare profession isn't for me. Hmm. To be honest, I regret not doing this field of study first. Oh, okay. I should have done this years ago. Hmm. However, I'm not mad at myself. Sure. Because sometimes you have to kind of go through challenges Mm -hmm. and obstacles to figure out where you belong. Mm -hmm. So my first semester, so, you know, go with your first instinct. So Mm -hmm. that way you don't wonder what would have been, what Mm could have been, and what should have been. So you think the journey is a big part of it, not just like, right? I think for a lot of us, when people maybe use the word regret and they look back on things Mm -hmm. and they're like, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have picked these lottery numbers, all these other things. You're more so saying that the journey is, that's the important part. You know what? I don't want to, you know, I tell people, don't, don't put yourself down. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Stay away from negativity. Mm -hmm. 
things happen for a reason. Yeah. The only time you should regret is if you give up and say, oh, well, I don't want to. Don't mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really effective long-term strategy, right? It's mm -hmm. maybe easy to go, oh, I'm so frustrated today, right? Right. And, and it, it, it happens. Yeah. It happens, Dustin, because we're humans. Yeah. You know, my grandfather always taught me that no one climbs a smooth mountain. Mm. So you have to kind of go up the ladder, dust flying up in your eyes, but there's always a wonderful light at the tunnel. Mm -hmm. I always hope to try to be that person and say a phrase and someone will be like, you know, this old man told me this thing and it sounds like a great phrase. I feel like that's like a life aspiration for me at some point to say something like that. That's really awesome. It really is. So what would you say for people that are maybe on the fence of questioning whether or not to come back, be a student, you know, they're full time, like working, they have a family, they have all this stuff going on. What would you maybe say to them that maybe would have helped you years ago get to that point? I know the journey is part of it, right? Right. But what would you say to them? I would say to, to everybody, you know what? You can still succeed in life. Mm -hmm. You can still do it, but mm -hmm. it's up to you. Mm -hmm. It's really up to you because look at me. I'm a single mother. Look at how far I've come. Yeah. Look at how far I'm going. Mm -hmm. So there's no excuses. Mm -hmm. Not saying that it's going to be easy, but life is not easy. If everything was so easy, then where's the work in between? What is one thing that you are looking forward to that in your education and you know, post-graduation, things like that. What's the thing that you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to succeeding in my career mm -hmm. because my whole goal is to make a difference. Mm -hmm. I get it, just Dustin. I can't save everybody. Mm -hmm. However, I will try. That's huge. Any closing thoughts or anything that you can think about that um, looking back that would be important for you? The sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. Take it all in stride. Remain humble. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening in today to the Success Scenario. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime online at lccconnect.org. The Success Scenario is a program dedicated to inspiring students towards a path of success. I am Dustin Arrego, and if you're a current LCC student with a great story to share or know someone with a story to share, connect with me at Twitter my full name, or at LinkedIn, also my full name. Until next time, success starts with you. This has been a presentation of LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. All shows featured on LCC Connect are recorded at the WLNZ studio, located on LCC's downtown campus. Each program is podcast-based, and can be heard anytime at lccconnect.org. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on one of our shows, connect with us by emailing lcc-connect at lcc.edu.